you very much, Robert. May God spare your voice. Uh, welcome <coughs> if you've joined us since the beginning. Yes, uh, children already know the drill. They are going with Madarin to the Sunday school. If there's anyone else who wants to join uh, and would benefit from learning about Jesus, going back to his father, and then please join Madarin for the Sunday school. Um, uh, yes, I will... Now, I will now invite Dr. Barrett Kempaus, who's going to literally teach us in, in a moment. But before that, I'd love you, please come closer, I'd love you to come and, um, and introduce to yourself so that we can get to know you a little bit better before you, you teach us. So, a, a few questions, nothing too complicated. Please, please, uh, just give us a, a general feel. So, uh, who you are, tell us about yourself, about your family. Thank you, Anders. Thank you for the invitation to come here and to preach here. Very nice to see you all here. Um, well, I am um, the son of a reformed pastor in the Netherlands, uh, Zanette, my wife, is the daughter of another reformed pastor. So uh, we were both uh, grown up in the Christian families. Um, when I was a little boy, uh, everyone in the congregation asked me, you will also become a pastor. And I always said, no, no, I don't want to become a pastor. So when I had to choose a study, I chose the physics and mathematics, and I loved it very much. But uh, after two years, I knew that this wasn't the way God asked me to go. So uh, I decided to become a pastor. And, uh, well, I have been uh, in the Netherlands, uh, a minister in uh, several congregations, and after that, uh, I became a professor at the Theological University. Um, so that and uh, I know each other this year, 50 years. So this is uh, really a long time. We met each other at a Christian uh, student congress. Uh, Almerius is, uh, is blessed with uh, six children, uh, first four boys and uh, then two girls. Our first son is now 45 years old and our youngest daughter had uh, yesterday her birthday and she became 34 years. Five of our children are married and uh, we are uh, also blessed with 14 Grandchildren. One four. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so happy Christmas, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Baron. So, yes, and anyone who's studying for mathematics or physics or whatever, just keep your heart open to the board of the board, anyways. Um, uh, what, what about, I mean, how come you've ended up in Riga? What, tell us a bit about your ties to Riga and Latvia, what brought you here, really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Eight years ago, in the spring of 2014, we were here for the first time. And I was asked to, to lecture here a course about Christology. And well, we loved it very much to be here. Riga is a beautiful city and it is also great to meet fellow Christians here. I could also preach in, in some churches. So when we are asked again, to come uh, in 2017. Uh, I was glad to be here again. And uh, well, 
three years later, we also should go to Riga, and we were already in uh, Amsterdam airport, and then uh, your colleague Artis uh, warned us that uh, Latvia went in a lockdown, so mm. we uh, had to go back. Uh, well, uh, I lectured then uh, two years uh, online. Uh, you also were one yes, of my yes. uh, students in that, and well, uh, now uh, we could come uh, back again. I lectured uh, last week about uh, the doctrine of the Holy Spirit uh, at the seminary here, and uh, you asked me to uh, to preach about the Holy Spirit. So that uh, I hope to do that. Yes. Um, thank you. Um, and just thank you very much for responding to to coming here this morning and to teach. And at the end of a busy week, you know, fighting with the, the you know students who are half asleep and and, and so on in the evenings. Uh, thank you very much. So just just very briefly, how could we be praying for you as you travel back to Netherlands, as you go back to your things? How can we be praying for you? Uh, well, I would be very glad if you pray for uh, the, the churches in the Netherlands. There are uh, a lot of uh, reformed churches there, but there are also dangers. It, uh, well, some are very big, uh, not like here, but uh, 600, 700 uh, members in the in the church, but. Uh, the Netherlands is also a very uh, secularized country. Uh, and you can see that uh, at many points, for, for example in, uh, in ethics, uh, euthanasia uh, and, and other problems. So it's, uh, it's really also a, a dangerous country to live. And we can see this also in the churches, that the people mm. have to struggle to keep their faith. So pray for the churches and, uh, well, pray also for, uh, for our family, that uh, we, uh, we love them uh, very much and we know that they also live in, uh, in this country and they have uh, also their own problems. Uh, they are continually in our thoughts mm. and they, well, yeah, if you pray for them we will be glad. Uh, one of our grandchildren is already in heaven since he died very mm. young but the others are uh, well we, we love them uh, very much and we hope that uh, God will give them his grace. Thank you Barrett. So before you preach let me let me just pray for you and we'll pray for these things later uh, as, we, as we do the prayers. Uh, so let me pray. Heavenly Father, we, we come before you uh, um, grateful for what you have done for us in, in Jesus. And we know that all the scriptures is breathed out by God and are profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction. And for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And so, Father, we pray that you would do just that today. Please work in us through your spirit, filled word now. As our brother Berend opens up the treasures of your word, please grant him power 
and clarity to faithfully proclaim your truth to us in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to focus with you especially on three verses from 1 Corinthians 12. These are the verses 4 to 6 and I uh, read them once more for you. So 1 Corinthians 12, 4 to 6. Now there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit and there are varieties different kinds of service but the same Lord and there are different kinds of working but it is the same God who inspires them all in everyone beloved brothers and sisters in our Lord Jesus Christ as I said uh, Svanet and I are very happy to be here uh, in your midst uh, most of you I do not uh, know, I only see you and you don't, do not know me. We come from different countries and we have a different history as you. And yet we are connected to one another. Despite all differences, there is unity and this is also in your congregation as a whole, you come from very different places, but there is a community. You form a community as believers from all over the world. Very different people, one congregation. That is nothing else than the miracle of the Holy Spirit. This morning I want to reflect with you about the gifts of the Spirit. These gifts also involve unity in diversity. And the Apostle Paul goes back to the source of this unity. Our one God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, the triune one. We already praised his name. God is perfect unity in diversity with bonds of love. The three, Father, Son and Spirit are bound together from eternity to eternity. Between them there are never cracks or tears. No one ever can deprive them of their unity. Paul speaks about him, God the Triune. He speaks about the same Spirit, the Holy Spirit. He speaks about the same Lord, that is our one Lord, Jesus Christ. And about the same God, God our Father, who works all things in everyone. But Paul does not speak only about God. He speaks also about us, 
God's unity wants to become our unity. God's unity in diversity, Father, Son, and Spirit, we are allowed to share in that. A breathtaking miracle, God's perfect eternal unity is promised to us, to the Holy Spirit. I preach you about divine unity in our diversity. The one Spirit shares His gifts. The one Lord allows us to serve. And the one God works in us. So first about the one Spirit who shares His gifts. Imagine a children's party. Garlands on the wall, food and drinks, happy music, everyone gets a present. And then, then all the children sit in a corner with their own present. No one else is allowed to touch it. They don't play with the other anymore. They don't even enjoy the party. They just look jealously at whether someone else might have gotten a better present. That would be a lousy party. <laughs> Something like that actually was there in that congregation in Corinth. They had a great party in fact together there. They received many gifts from the Holy Spirit. We just read about that in 1 Corinthians 12. There is even twice a list of the gifts of the Spirit. First in the verses 1 to 10 and also later on in the chapter in the verses 28 to 30. That's how rich they were there. And Paul does, is not tired to speak about that. What exactly are these gifts of the Spirit? Well, take it literally. A gift is something you give. Gifts are presents. Spiritual gifts are gifts that the Holy Spirit gives in his congregation. The Spirit wants us to celebrate. He wants us to give joy about Jesus our Lord and joy about our salvation in Jesus. That's why he makes us rich as congregation with many gifts. So that was what happened in Corinth. Hence these beautiful lists of so many gifts. That congregation there was really made very rich by the Holy Spirit. Wonderful gifts they had received. They could, could celebrate a great feast. But what had they done? They had not gone to celebrate at all. They started acting like those children at that party. Each in his own corner with his own little presence, just watching the other suspiciously. The one thought, I have received a much greater gift of grace than the other. And he boasted of it. For example, of the gift of tongues. 
the others were jealous and secretly tried to get more. So they did not celebrate together. They abused their gift against each other. A congregation that could have been so rich, so festive, became trapped in mutual antagonisms and schisms. So what had they done there? They had turned their diversity into division. There was a lot of diversity, of course. There were different kinds of grace. But behind all this diversity was unity. Their gifts were gifts of the same spirit. You could easily see and hear that diversity. One could prophesy, another not. One could speak in tongues, another could not. The diversity was clear, but the unity had to be believed. There is diversity in grace, but it is the same spirit. And that was what they had forgotten. Their diversity caused divisions in their congregation. Paul calls them back to the unity behind all these gifts, the unity of the spirit. Brothers and sisters, I hope you know that unity. I'm sure there will be many differences among you. Perhaps some have been Christians for a long time, others shortly. One has much knowledge of Holy Scripture, the other wisdom to lead. One has reserved, received much love to help. Another has the power of the Spirit to preach the Gospel. Be glad about all these gifts of the Spirit and see in that the unity of the Church. Behind all this diversity is the work of the same Spirit. That's what you don't see with your eyes. That's what you can see only by faith. And when you see that, this unity, you know how to deal with it. You can only use all these different kinds of spirits, gifts of the spirit, when you respect the unity. After all, it is the same spirit. So you are not jealous about another person, of course not. Not because he has more opportunities maybe, or has a better position or something like that. You know that he and you both live from the gifts of the same spirit. None of us is denied that. None of us is denied the gifts of the spirit. You are not going to look down on another. So uh, like that one is of no use. Who are you to judge the gifts of another? You are not going to use your gifts for yourself, to take credit 
for them or to exercise power. Exercising of power is a great danger in the church. We are not like those children who sit in a corner with their presence, aren't we? Surely we know that the same spirit of Jesus wants us to celebrate together. His gifts are for each of us personally. The feast we celebrate together. Only then we can enjoy the gifts of the same spirits. Or to put it another way, only so we can enjoy the variety of ministries of the one Lord. There are varieties of ministry, but it is the same Lord. Ministries, what are that? Is that different from those gifts that Paul mentioned first? But I don't think. Paul is looking at the same problem from a different angle. He is always concerned with that divine unity behind our diversity. You can refer to the diversity in the church as difference in grace gifts, but also as difference in ministers. Now, what is Paul going to say? Look at the gifts of the Spirit as a ministry. Realize you that you have to serve God with your gifts. All of us in the church have a service function. Our gifts are not given to us to boast on them or to rule with them. We are all allowed to be servants in the church. Servants of God, servants of each other, servants of the congregation. At your service. That is one of the most beautiful things you can say in the church. And all these ministry tasks, we receive them from the same Lord. The Lord. That is of course Jesus the Lord. After all, it's Him who you confess as Lord. No one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. And we know him, Jesus. He is the Lord who wanted to be a servant. He came not on earth to be served, not to rule about us, but to serve and to give his life for all of us. It is he who took off once his clothes and put on a slave apron and knelt to wash the feet of his disciples. He was willing to serve God even unto death and to serve us, God's people, to redeem us from sin. All his gifts he spent for that purpose, his divine glory, he spent for that, his reputation among men, naked, cursed and mocked, he died on the cross. That meant for him his service. 
never there was someone like Jesus who wanted to be so much a servant. If you know, brothers and sisters, Jesus, then you know what service is, what ministry is. Then you will see your gifts as varieties in ministry. Then you start serving him, our Lord in heaven, with all your gifts. For because Jesus wanted to be such a perfect servant, therefore he is now our great Lord, ruler of heaven and earth, our owner, according body and soul. The servant, the perfect servant, is the Lord of the universe. And to that Lord we give all our services, whatever our gifts, our ministries are, how different all are for him. And because with our gifts we are the service of this one Lord, therefore we are also at service for each other, the service of the congregation. Our Lord does not want to be served by a bunch of separate people, but by all of us together. Our communal service is for him. We can only live up to this if we want to give ourselves with all our gifts to one another, to the life of the church. <coughs> to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the good of all. The purpose of all spiritual gifts is the benefit of the common goods. That's the way our Lord wants it. And thus we may be ministers in his service. And we have to pray to our Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ, servant of God, only Lord of all of us. May our lives be to your service, only for you. And then, brothers and sisters, then our life achieves its purpose. That's the last thing I want to say. The same God works in us. All those gifts of the Spirit, all those ministries of the Lord, they are workings of the same God. Let that sink in. Of course, here in the church are different activities, maybe large activities or small, uh, notable or most of them quite ordinary. All in our own place, we can do our part in this. We go to church, we talk with each other, we pray for each other, Maybe we cry for each other, we try to help each other, we give our money, our time, our love, as best we can. All 
these activities, all these workings, are workings of God. God, the great creator of heaven and earth. God who upholds all things on earth by his power. That almighty God is doing his work here. He himself is here by his spirit in our Lord Jesus Christ. When we are in action, God is in action. Never think small about the work done in the church. God the Father, the Almighty, is at work here. This morning, in this worship, he is here with his endless power. Never you can think high enough about that. He is the one God working all in all. He puts everything back in place through Jesus Christ. He wants to reconcile all things to himself again. Brothers and sisters, that's how you may continue also here in Riga. We believe the unity, divine unity, the source from which we live, the power that carries us. We believe this one God who works all in all. His spirit makes us rich with his gifts. Jesus the Lord teaches us to serve. From him we expect future. Here and all over the world. From him we expect everything, now and ever, until that great moment that our God really will be, all in all. Amen. You would turn in your songbook to number 53. One thing in the sermon, early in the sermon that jumped out at me, was that he said that, and, and this is a paraphrase of Robert, so I hope I'm getting it right, but he said that the Spirit gives the gifts because he wants us to rejoice in our 